Wait, hold on. No, wait. We're not gonna do that because Drake. Will... We'll get to. We'll get to Drake later. This is about a deal. You know, I'm becoming a stand. I'm becoming. I'm, I'm seeing it. Beco- let me. Beco- let me... Becoming. Becoming. Oh, behave yourself. Behave Please. Yourself. It was always there. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. This is season 7, episode 3 and you're here today with your hosts Eden and... Shopper. And how has everyone been doing? We hope all of the listeners have had a great week since our last episode. Thank you so much for the love for our most recent episode. We're seeing all of the conversations about Adele, Silk Sonic and a load of the topics that we've spoken about. But we've got mainly an award-based conversation in this podcast episode today, but we're going to talk about, you know, what we've been listening to and everything else. But first and foremost, Shope, how are you doing? I'm ready for my Christmas holiday. Okay, so this is going to be the theme until it happens. Yes, indeed. Okay, okay, um, that's Next good. week's going to be ghetto, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Okay, and then after that, you're on Christmas. Nope, break, there'll be another week, but it will probably be significantly less ghetto, but still capitalism. But then after that, I'm free. Okay. Okay, we look forward to that and we have to have our catch-up in person. Indeed, um, indeed. Put it on wax so we commit to it. Yep, just been too busy. Um, me, I'm good. I had to cancel my holiday. <laughs> Copenhagen? So, yeah, I was going to go oh. Copenhagen, but it's been recently put on the US no flight list and apparently COVID is really bad out there and um, I've heard about this new strain in South Africa and all of those different types of things. So me and my friends just took the L and we're going to say, you know what, let's just not go. Um but we'll figure it out. We'll figure something else to do. But other than that, all good. You know, great week. Uh, great music. I'm, I was really excited to record this episode. I'm going to be really honest, like really excited. Really? Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Like this isn't a vibe. It's, it's going to be an award show-esque conversation, unfortunately. Oh, I'm not worried about that. It's more so what I've been listening to this week. I'm really excited oh, to share. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because it's fair just enough. been, there's one album that I just need to scream about. So okay. what we'll do. Okay, first and foremost, let's not jump straight in. Listeners, how are you doing since Nick isn't here? Um, we hope you're good. And as always, please check in with yourselves. Make sure you've had something to eat, something to drink. Um, and ask yourself the important questions. How am I today? Um, what do I need today? All of those important questions. And feel free to listen to our recommendations or share things that you're listening to on DATSPOD on all social media platforms. And we're more than happy to hold that conversation and be there with you as we listen to music and enjoy it cool we'll go straight into the music section so Chope, do you want to kick it off right cool i'm also quite excited and i actually have quite a few but um we are quite pressed for time today so i'm going to speak in depth about four and then just note three others okay um so we're going to start off with adele so as i said before you know i you know kind of gave it a, an in-depth initial listen um review last week but you know, I've been spending the last week with it. And I must just say that, and somewhat shout out to um, one of our followers, Gus. He actually tweeted today that he's never been this invested in an in Adele album. And I'm like, agreed. Like, honestly. And not saying that because I'm, I would say I'm a fan of her. I like, I like all her albums. And I mentioned my favorite songs from her previous projects. But I don't know. This one really is really has resonated with me in such a different way and not even just because of the experimentation and trying new things that definitely has helped but I think even there is just something really really beautiful about the way the songs have been written where they've been arranged I love the strings I love the piano arrangements and I don't know just 
I don't know. There's just a lot of earworms on there, just different vibes. One thing I haven't done, though, is played it from track one to track 11 since. I've kind of been playing, like, one song here and there, or I play, like, random songs in a random order. But, no, I just can't say yet. Adele, it might, it's early days, of course, but I do think maybe this might be my favourite Adele album. Like, I don't know. Wow. It's it's obviously early, but, yeah, it really, yeah, I really am really fucking with it. I'm really enjoying it. And... I'm just really, the songs I loved initially, I love even more than even other songs which I wasn't so sure about now. I'm like, okay, I've had more time to listen to it. Like, yeah, cool. But um, yeah, I just really want to just shout out um, My Little Love. That's just honestly just a magnificent, a magnificent piece of music, that song. Just incredible. Shout out to to her for that. Um, All Night Parking with Errol Gardner. Woman Like Me. That's definitely been a song. That has been on repeat. I think I played like four times today alone. Then I love Love is a Game. I really, really love the 60s inspiration behind that song. And I also want to shout out the classic Manny because he also noted how the way she's employed background vocals this time going around. Not that she's always had them before, of course, but mm. there's I can see there's been an intention of how she's arranged her background vocals and, and how she plays with her voice in the background as well as the lead vocal. I don't really know what to say. It's like, yeah, shout out to Adele. Shout out to Dell, you know. And I want to also shout Armin Sandler from the Stay Busy um, podcast who we guested on, was it last year or earlier this year? I don't know. Everything's I think good. it was last I year. I don't remember what the times are. But um, he, he he made a point, which I agree with. He said she's probably the only artist that had a, a highly anticipated album mm. and actually kind of met the expectations. And I'm like, mm. that's probably true. Because Drake didn't come through. I mean, I knew that was going to happen anyway. Um <laughs> Um, and we'll get to him later. The album had bangers, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, okay, all right. We'll just disagree. Okay, right. okay. <laughs> um, TSU, you know, you're saying TSU wasn't a banger. I don't know her. You've heard TSU. I don't know. I don't know her. You've heard TSU. And I shout out Sherelle because she said that's a very me song, but you know. I don't know her. I don't know what that is. <laughs> all I know is, I said it, I tweeted a few months ago, he should be ashamed of himself for that album. Um, wait, hold on. Uh, no, wait. We're not going to do that because Drake was. We'll get, to, we'll get to Drake later. This is about Adele. You know, I'm becoming a stand. I'm becoming, I'm, I'm seeing it. Beco- let me, beco- let me, becoming, becoming. Behave yourself. Behave Please. yourself. Please. <laughs> um, anywho, so Adele. And secondly, I want to get into this group called Admas. And shout out to one of my friends, one of my very best friends. Um, I was at, he's just bought his first house. And we were all, me and my other friends were there. Had a nice little uni reunion sleepover. Had a wonderful weekend. Um, really nice to get out of London once in a while. And he put me onto this group called Admas. And they're like, they're like um, a jazz band, but they kind of mixed with high life, roots, reggae, uh, bossa nova, soul, and Ethiopian pop music. So they're from um, Washington DC, but they're Ethiopian expat, expats, expats. I don't know how you pronounce that, but even though expats, about. expats, yeah. expats. And yeah, so the album I've been listening to is called Sons of Ethiopia, which was released in 1984. And yeah, it's just it was just really like. Um, when my friend put it on, I was just like, this is really cool. It's really mm. interesting. And and I spoke about some Brazilian jazz last week, of course. And I really think it's interesting how different nations, different countries and different cultures, their interpretation of jazz. And this mm. was kind of cool. Because like I said, it's not like a strictly jazz kind of vibe. Like there's elements of high life. There's elements of reggae in there. Um, soul music, and of course, their own local 
Ethiopian um, elements. So really, really cool project, really different vibes. And even um, one song kind of has like a kind of like a, kind of like an early iteration of what would be like those South African sounds in, in electronic music that would come over in the years to come. Because I only found out today the album came out in 1984. I thought this was something that came out in the last few years, but I was like, oh, 1984, okay, 37 years ago. So that speaks volumes though. The fact that you thought it came out recently and it came out in 1984. Yeah. That speaks volumes. Yeah. So definitely shout them out. I'm definitely going to be, I'm getting into them more, researching them. Really great project guys. And um, really just a nice coalescence of different sounds and vibes. And it's mainly instrumental. So it's something you can definitely play in the background while we're working as we get to capitalism. It's a great album to chill to in the nighttime like we did last week. Um, so that's Admas. Um, and then second, well, thirdly, we're going to Tiwa Savage and Amaray, um, Tales by Moonlight. And this is a song that I've just loved since it came out. So as we, well, I hope you guys know, Tiwa dropped um, an EP called Water and Gary, um, which by the Shatman Nigerians, Gary, excellent, 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 excellent dish. And yes, I'm definitely due to have some. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, no, she dropped that EP and... Um, from the first time I heard the project, I was like, this is the one for me. This was, it, it was instantly my favorite song. Her and Amiré together. And if you guys don't know, Amiré is one of the best contemporary African artists right now. I highly recommend her. Her work, if you haven't checked out already, she is, I say, the future. She is the future. I've been saying for a while that in terms of the newer ladies, Amiré, Iris Star, and Thames, they are the future. But please check out her album, The Angel You Don't Know. But we're talking about um, Tales of Moon right now. I don't really know what it is. Like, they just really, really got in the pocket that kind of mixes, like, alternative R&B, but it's still kind of got that Ote kind of vibe. And you could just really still do a nice little bop and a nice little flake. Because it's just so... It's just effortless. It's just an effortless vibe. Mm-hmm. Effortless vibe. And it's and even though it's, like, it's kind of slow, I just know in a club or a house party setting or a day party thing, it would go off. It's just, like... Ones who know, ones with the taste, the DJs who actually will play good music, not everyday Migos, um, and not everyday mm. um, Joanna. But anywho, stay above the fray. But yeah, great song, really great song. Check out the whole project, but Tales by Moonlight is definitely a highlight, and I love them both individually. But um, yeah, and then next up, in terms of my last in depth discussion, before I get into the three, which I've just mentioned, um, so we spoke briefly uh, towards the end of the article about my favorite white girls. So I'm going to bring up one of a white girl who I love very much dearly, Christina Aguilera. Um, so I mean, well, she's half. I mean, she's half Latin, so hey ho. But you know what I mean. Um, she's releasing her first Spanish project in 20 years. Um, I don't think it has a title yet, but I don't. Know if, I think it'll be coming out at the top of next year. But um, yeah, um, she's um said that this next album she said it was time to finally do another spanish album her first spanish album came out in 2000 or 2001 called mi reflejo i hope that's pronounced correctly it means my reflection but she's now like now that i've grown so much as a vocalist as an artist a musician as a woman she felt this was the right time to finally do something to return to my my latin roots so she released the first single called and once again forgive me for the pronunciation called pa mi muchacha Please don't drag me. Um, it means for my girls in Spanish. And I love this song. I love this song. It just kind of has like a, I don't really know. It's just like, it just I don't know. It's, I just feel like Latin music. There's just something, it just has such a 
a unique and special kind of rhythm and the way the instruments, the flamenco guitar, mm. and then Christina's voice sounds amazing on that. And just to hear her in that kind of space, because with her first Spanish album, it was basically her first album, but well, the, the sound of her first album, like very teen pop, bubblegum, but she's singing in Spanish. But I can tell she's actually this time going to go around, actually get some of those, I guess, uh, influences from Cuba and and parts of Southern America. And I can't wait. I can't wait. So we have much to say about it. Really good song. And also just, it's also just refreshing, actually, because not that I would have been mad at her doing another English album, you know, with her, you know, she's always experimented musically, but I'm actually happy to see that she's going to do something really different. Like when we're doing a regular album, we do a Spanish album and yeah. So Jaime Muchacha, great, 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 great song. She performed at the Latin Grammys last week. And then I want to shout out three projects, which I love, which I can't really say too much about because I'm still getting into them, but I just feel that they needed to get their flowers today. So that's Kate Trinada's Intimidate EP, only three songs, but my God, that guy is just, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Just, just like great, great project. Um, Samo, um, he released um, his latest EP a few days ago called Yang. And I've spoken about him before, that he is one of the most interesting, most unique R&B artists we have right now. And also vocally, he will obliterate 99% of the industry. Like that nigga sings his ass off. But also just, he just has a really interesting way of melding different genres. And I love his his songwriting and I love the way he approaches music. It's like, because he has such a church-bred voice, but the way he approaches his music is so different. But manages to make it work and then lastly um one of my favorite uk rappers who i feel does not get enough attention at all denzel himself he is one of my favorites hands down one of the best we have in my opinion um and he was a project i believe about a few weeks ago now called um mtv so like m.tv and um love the whole project but i definitely in particular want to shout out the songs death jam fight for london featuring lord apex and then the single um stoned again which recently dropped the video a few days ago and denzel himself the reason to me he's just like he kind of has like this gothic hip-hop hardcore but it's kind of soulful too just like i don't know and then his videos are super super creative super innovative and i just feel like there's no one else in the uk rap-wise, like him. And I feel like he's definitely someone we need to get into. And I'm happy to even share that because I definitely understand that I have a reputation of being the R&B guy, but hey, I, yeah. The rap I like, when I like it, it will be good. So Denzel himself, check out the project. We'll just check him his catalogue out. Like, mm. um, he actually has one of my favourite colours sessions of all time um, from 2018. So I've been following him for a while. So... Yeah, that's it, man. So Adele, Admas, Tiwa Savage, Christina Aguilera, Kate Renata, Samo, and Denzel himself. Eden McKenzie got All right, so what I've been listening to. So I think this episode, you know, when I was thinking about bringing this listens, um, I thought to myself, you know what, Chope is going to listen to the Adele album and he's going to bring it to this podcast. And I find it interesting because the album I'm going to talk about is produced by the same producer. And, okay. you know, thinking about titles and everything. Wait, like, wait well, know. which producer? Inflow. He only produced three songs in Adele's album or the whole album. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But he is a producer on the album. Yes. So I was thinking, you know, yes, yes, yes. this episode needs to give Inflow his props because not only did he produce for Adele, 
and for the next person I'm going to speak about, but he produced for Salt, um, Michael, Kiwanuka, mm-hmm. Little Sims, mm-hmm. Jungle, mm-hmm. and now Cleo Soul. Uh, so, are you going to discuss Mother? Yes, I am. I am. Before you start, I just want to say that I don't know why. First of all, I'll say one of the best albums of 2021, hands oh. fucking down. And yeah. then secondly, I don't know why I played the album like twice all the way through yesterday when I was coming home from from work. So that's so a few songs from the album have particularly been on my spirit these past few days. But yeah, I'm gonna let you go. Give it give Cleo Soul all the standing in the world, please. So to help you guys really understand how much I'm loving this album right now, I woke up to start work at nine this morning and until twelve twelve PM I was playing the album. Back to back, back to back, just going over it with like a fine tooth comb. Just literally feeling the there's just i want to say the mastery like inflow's production on this album is just insane his use of like the bass guitar in particular holds the whole album together and like the whole like listen experience for me was like i was being held it's like i was being held in like a musical um like an ethereal space it was just like you know he uses live instrumentation you can hear the drums the guitars um the piano the the bass um all of the instruments that he's using but the way he arranges it with her vocals is just amazing and also you can hear in Cleo Soul's music that there's a lot of gospel inspiration in there like all of the harmonies and all of the kind of choirs that you hear in the background as well so sitting here kind of listening to the music it was a real like ethereal experience because the the album is called mother because she's just recently become a mother um i don't know if it's known but i think cleo soul and inflow are actually a couple they're actually together um so she's just had a child and you know she's talking about love in so many different kind of lenses she kind of talks about motherhood she talks about relationships she talks about self-love like all in all of its kind of her um, own parents her own parents exactly and it kind of you know when you talk about the masculine and the feminine it, it, it was kind of like the communication from like the ultimate mother is kind of what the feel I was getting is like, you know, love as an element is really communicating through this album right now. Um, so I was sitting here listening to it. I was in my feet. I can't even, I was in my feelings. You know, the song, the song one, the second half of one is incredible. Incredible. Out of this world. Honestly, I've replayed it. I can't even count the amount of times I've replayed that one song. And I was, I was telling my therapist this, that I was on the train um, with my brother and we were coming home from like work on yesterday. And I was sitting there listening to one and I had my face mask on and I was turned away from him because your boy was having like a young, like was trying his hardest not to cry <laughs> whilst listening to this song because one is just something else, man. Honestly, it's just an incredible project and um overall it's just been it's been ethereal is the best word to i can use to describe it and i want to give a shout out to some songs on there but really and truly it's a no skip album for me because every song on there feeds into each other um the very first song which is um don't let me fall it feeds straight into promises and then again feeds into heart full of love and build me up sunshine oh like can we have a moment for build me up Build me mm-hmm. up. I was walking home from meeting my friend yesterday 
and I didn't want to listen to it on the train. I was like, I need to listen to this blasting my headphones, walking back to my house. Mm. When the drums come in and the backup vocals come, it literally gives me the biggest goosebumps. Yep. Yep. The way that song is, and once again, same with Adele, but more so on this album because the musicality. I'm sorry to interrupt Eden on this. Ah, one, do it, man. This album means a lot to me, and I mm-hmm. honestly can say it's one of the best albums I've heard in a very long time. Yep. And Clear Soul yep. is such a special gift we have that we need to really cherish and continue to support. But build me up. Uh, and that's where, and that song is giving me gospel, but also a lot of Donny Hathaway vibes. Yep. A lot of Donny Hathaway vibes, and the way that song builds from just the light piano and the light vocal, and then the way the background vocals come in and the drums come in, and the way it goes back down it has like peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. and it kind of turns into this kind of like bird-like sweet somberness towards the end like the, the sweets in the yep. song because this album is very much based on sweets mm. it's like there's no, like it's obviously got individual tracks but they all literally as even the set flowed into each other and i could tell and she got that a lot from my guy who my, one of my favorite people on the planet stevie wonder but also i get roberta flack vibes mm. laura nairo Carol King, and I was—I said on the podcast account a few months ago that I said she doesn't really do interviews, but if she ever did, I would really, really love to sit with her and Inflow for a good two hours and let's just dissect. Yeah, because as the uncle that I am, there were so many, so many artists and references that I was getting, and it's not the typical soul and funk influences, like really obscure. Yeah. 70s music really obscure 60s music yeah and i just like i really really but build me up sunshine yep yep hallelujah one uh yep one day sorry uh, uh promises yeah, sorry, you continue. no and actually i'm you you actually led me to the next point about kind of those influences so i was looking into cleo soul and her background and everything and her parents were actually jazz musicians so they actually met in a jazz band um, and that's basically how they came together. Her mum was like half Serbian and Spanish and her dad was Jamaican. So she gets like influences from reggae and Stevie Wonder. I can't remember which Stevie Wonder song it was, was one of her favorite songs growing up. So it makes sense that what you're saying about the yeah. sequencing and yeah, that inspiration. And partic- yeah. And particularly the fulfilling this first finale album, that yeah. album, because that's kind of like, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, I don't want to say Ethereal because we've used it too much <laughs> already, mm. but that album amongst Stevie's albums is very... Euphoric. You, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, I feel like For those who've heard the album, you understand what I mean. But mm. yeah. Oh, and also I was thinking of Sarita Wright vibes. So Sarita Wright was Steve Warner's ex-wife and also an, under, an extremely, extremely underrated artist at Motown. I honestly mm. believe Stevie wrote some of his best work with her. And I was getting mm. a lot of Sarita Wright vibes as well. Like I said, when I first heard the album, I just it just it just slapped me. I was just like, I just ah. Oh. So please, mm. the universe, please let me interview her one day. I beg, please, I beg. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great conversation. Actually, I know you'd kind of go into the deep cuts, but also at the same time, you'll sit with her and be able to really bring out her yes. influences. So I'd love to. Hear and then also, like you said, the way she discusses love, relationships, and family. Some of the writing, like to so twenty three, 
where she's basically dragging her mom. I love that and, description. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that as a, I'm saying it as a joke, but I'm saying it as a joke. But like, when she really is really holding her mom accountable for the way she was raised, maybe some of her pitfalls, and then also the way she speaks about um, masculinity. And I don't know why. I have a feeling that her child is is a son. I don't know why. That's the vibe that I mm. get from the album. I don't know if Edith feels the same. Mm. I feel like she's had a son. I don't know why. That's the vibe that I get from this album. And then also just self-love as well. Like, like yeah, Eden really has hit it on the head. Like, it really discusses, like, love, family, relationships in such a variety of mm. lenses and contexts. And even just the, the love of yeah. music. All right, Clear Soul, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. honestly, this album reminded me why, A, I personally do this podcast because the emotion in the album really touched me and I felt really compelled to share that with the listeners and say guys you need to hear this album you 100% need to sit down and listen to this Cleo Soul album and I think also it made me feel grateful for something that was kind of annoying about podcasting in general um you know like playing music on podcasts is is a circus like you know copyright all of those different types of things but the benefit in that when you have a music podcast or a music and culture podcast is you then have to explain the emotion and the instrumentation in an album. And so when you get an album like this and it's so rich in terms of instruments, in terms of um, content, in terms of vocals, everything, describing it to someone and how, how it caused you to feel is a really beautiful exchange. Um, and I hope we're doing it justice because honestly, this is one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. And I know it's not a fluke, because Rose in the Dark, which came out in 2020. Speak on it. Speak on slapped it. Slapped as well. Let them know. Educate the children. <laughs> Let no, them know. That album, I think that was my, one of my best albums for last year as well. Yeah, I think I put that as one of my favorite albums for 2020 as well. Honestly, Cleo Soul. Because growing up, we, we kind of knew of Cleo Soul and like SBTV and all of these different types of things. But She's she been has, around a while. She has matured in terms of her sound, in terms of... Um, you know, her intention. Her intention. Her I feel like from the way she's communicating her music and, um, you know, the kind of no interviews thing that we just spoke about, she is definitely more about just the music by the looks of it. Like she just wants to release music and have people experience her in that type of way. And, you know, Inflo reading his interviews and kind of, you know, hearing Adele really yell about him and um, uh, Little Sim saying that, um, you know, some people might not want to be in front of the camera and just want to make music and disappear. It makes sense that they're so passionate about music and that's their way of communicating. And this album, Mother, is something that I will tell everyone to listen to because it honestly, one of the best things I've listened to in a very long time and um, emotionally has just set me off. It's just incredible. Um, so do check out Mother by Cleo Soul. Let us know your thoughts and um, yeah, let us know how it makes you feel or kind of how you've connected to it if you have. But we can't shout about it enough and Cleo Soul in general. She is incredible. So anyone outside of the UK, because I know we have some US listeners. We have some listeners in India, in places, yeah, in loads the, of different countries. The US is picking up on her, though, because some of my American mutuals on Twitter I have definitely been tweeting about her. So they're starting yeah. to pick it up. And then also yeah. one of her songs was in a recent episode of Queen and Sugar, aka one of the most underrated shows on television right now, by the way. Guys, just check that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so the states are their tune. They're okay. their tune to good. her. But um I just want to say before we go into this next listen, it sounds corny, it sounds cheesy, but 
that album, every time I listen to it, I'm grateful that music exists and I'm grateful that I have the ability to listen mm-hmm. to it. Because it's not just yep. it sounds good. It, I don't know. It really is like, it's the way it makes me feel. Like I really, mm. it really does something to me. Like yeah. I, when I listen to it, I'm, and like I said, certain songs particularly just do something to me, like build me up. Every time I hear that song, mm. it just, it does something to me. Sunshine does something to me every time I hear, I hear it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, don't let it go to your head. <sighs> I'm, yeah. I, I could honestly, I could go on and on and on and on about the album. But I'm going to show up now and yeah. then he didn't get back to his, his listens. Well, I was just going to say literally the one thing that really stood out for me. Well, one of the things that really stood out for me, the use of harmony in this album, in, in all of its facets. So auto-tune harmony, um, you know, natural harmony. Because like on um, One Day, the second half of it is like an auto. It reminded me of like um, AOA and Heartbreaks for some reason. Like there was a, an auto-tune part to the second part of that song, which was just really amazing <laughs> like i'm running out of words to kind of describe this album but it was just amazing i want to kind of just quickly shout out a line from a song so in a heart full of love cleo soul says a moment of happiness can last forever and i just think that is a very very beautiful way to really cherish moments in life um because sometimes we look back on life and we kind of you know we don't appreciate the good times we always kind of focus on the bad times so the fact that this song is saying you know a moment of happiness is all you need and i think that's just really important i wanted to share that with the podcast um so that was mother by cleo soul next and this will be my last listen before we move into news the strokes so the strokes are an indie band they formed in 1998 and they're led by a singer called julian casablancas so i found out about this um artist well this band sorry through a podcast called turning tables And Turning Tables is a podcast that's led by a father and son, and they listen to loads of different albums. It's like two white Canadian, like a white Canadian father and son, and like he's introducing him to hip hop and um, loads of different bands and stuff. And the most recent listened that um, most recent listen that the son introduced the father to was The Strokes. So I gave it a go because you guys know that I love indie music, I love rock music to an extent, Um, and. I just gave it a go. And I must say, I was really impressed by this. Very, very, very impressed by this. Um, I've got some notes on this just very quickly. So the album I'm talking about is The New Abnormal. So this came out in 2020. And I want to talk about one song in particular, but there's so many songs in this album that are incredible. But the song Selfless is beautiful. I love that song with a passion. And the reason I love it is because of the instrumentation. So... Julian Casablancas is an artist who grew up listening to um, quite a few different like rock artists. He grew up listening to Phil Collins and then his mother and father split up and his mother married a Ghanaian man who introduced him to um, The Doors, which is another band that was out early in the 70s, I want to say, um, who actually influenced his most of his music now. Um, and apparently when you listen to his music, because I haven't listened to The Doors, this is kind of what I've seen in kind of conversations and interviews, but you can hear the inspiration in a lot of their music. Um, but the new Abnormal, Selfless is a beautiful song. And the reason for that is in the chorus, there's a guitar riff that is just, it. yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And I love the way that the guitar almost speaks to you on that song. Um, and I would say it reminds me of, and I do 
pronounce their name incorrectly every single time I'm working on it, but I believe it's Karang Karangabin, I think it is. I believe I I believe that's correct. I think Karangabin is correct. Yeah, so Karangabin, which was on my favorite 2020 list for Mordecai, which slaps by the way. You need to listen to that album as well. It's an instrumental album. I second that notion. Incredible band, incredible yep. album. Yep. And it's instrument it's instrumentation just to let you guys know, but it's a great album. Um there is singing on it, but it's not like a singing band. Um but the new abnormal is an incredible project it's a very indie rock type of album but there's elements of kind of you know like you can tell there are loads of influence you can hear the phil collins influences on it you can hear um that julian casablancas was really inspired apparently he arranged the whole album as well so he arranged the instrumentation the songwriting kind of the direction of all the music and everything as well so really take a listen to it if you're into indie music and let us know what you think at d-a-t-s-p-o-d on all social media platforms but those are my listens for the week so you've got Cleo soul mother and as a kind of aside to that listen to rose in the dark and then i'd also say listen to the stroke the new abnormal which came out in 2020 the song is selfless that i'm recommending but listen to the whole album and yeah we're happy to have that conversation cool so we'll jump straight into the new section so shoppe let us know so unfortunately um <laughs> we're discussing award shows a lot today and so one thing that you guys may not know since our hiatus um we're really trying to just really take interesting takes on news because we have to do it you know because obviously music is changing every day news is always changing every day but we're also not going to just kind of repeat ourselves. And I feel like at this point, you all know how we stand on award shows. So there will be just kind of a, we're not really going to go in depth in all these topics. Mm-hmm. But um, the first thing we will be discussing is that the Brit Awards have announced that they will be removing gendered categories um, in 2022 going forward. So to be more inclusive of non-binary people and just, to, you know, as we move towards a more progressive and gender neutral world, um so yeah that's been a thing and um at the last ceremony last year um sam smith was actually left out at the categories um and the brits actually responded saying that the gender categories were very much under review and we were hope and we are going to be working towards being more inclusive and obviously they've done that now um so yeah eden mckenzie goddard your thoughts um I want to be careful with my thoughts on this one because I know it's to do with a group that I have no experience kind of existing as, like as with the non-binary community um, and kind of, you know, their strives and the things that they go through um, themselves. Um, I will say hearing about kind of Sam Smith's experience was interesting to really understand how much of a reality it is for them. Um, I always kind of question when companies try to be a bit more inclusive. I wonder how much of it is a PR kind of thing versus something that is actually there to, you know, help disadvantaged communities. Um, And just looking at the kind of winners of MOBOs over the years, I was trying to really see if there was... Brits. Brits. Why am I thinking of MOBOs? Brits. Um, And I, I was trying to really just take a look and see if women would suffer as a result of you know combining the category because of you know misogyny or you know not being included in certain 
groups or anything along those lines and just really taking a look at what the competition is out there because you know you have seasoned winners at these award shows you have people who continually win awards and what does that mean for new artists what does that mean for people like what does that mean for men for example who are new to the industry and you've got like taylor swift in your category for example or you've got whoever else might be in there as well so i think I have I have faith because the Brits in an article I was reading in The Guardian said that they've consulted, um, I can't remember which group it was, but they've consulted a group to really advise them on this, um, to really help them decide if this is something that will be more inclusive or, or if they will be kind of um, pushing people away indirectly. So I'm trusting their kind of research into that. But like I said, having worked in a kind of majority white company and seen kind of what that procedure can look like sometimes when diversity is kind of being considered and stuff like that um of course nothing is perfect i still kind of want to see what actually happens and i think it's going to have to be a lot of experimentation to really understand what these changes will how these changes will impact the award show and people who are kind of waiting to see if they've won an award or if they've been nominated. So I think it's a waiting game really because um, they're one of the first to actually put the categories together. Um, if you want my actual opinion, um, and this comes from an ignorant place, because like I said, I don't have the experience of the communities that are communicating. Um, but looking at it from my perspective, I question if it is inclusive. I do question if it is. Um, inclusive to marry the two categories together um and if it does isolate instead of actually you know introduce people to um, inclusivity but like i said it sounds like what the brits have done by consulting outside of their organization gives them an opportunity to actually do right by the non-binary community um and that's where i want this to go I want it to be in support of the non-binary community, but I just kind of want to see what happens with it. That's really all I have to say. Um, so I'm naturally very much in support of the Brits doing this, but my my natural concern mm -hmm. was that this will just shut out artists in general because, you know, these awards only have like, what, six nominees or so in them. And you mm. really do risk shutting out great artists, impactful artists, um because like if you're gonna pick mm. six you know of all gender um representations you are gonna miss out on a lot and it's like some people who definitely are deserving and, and of nominations will just get lost in the shuffle mm. because and especially women especially because women and the Brits historically is has been horrendous with diversity as we all know little mix was the first girl group to win best group in the however many years <laughs> the brits have been around mm. <laughs> um so that was my thing. I was like, I, I support it 100%, you know, in terms of how we are progressing in this world. But then I can't help but wonder, but so many artists are going to suffer and so many artists are not going to get the chance to have that kind of recognition as a as a result of this, unless unless they, like, mm. increase how many people are nominated. Like, if they reach, like, I don't know, 12 or something, or 15 or something like that, really make them, yeah. really make them quite... Yeah weighty categories or at least that way it's like okay cool we really are taking the time to really make sure that everyone that we feel is deserving is represented 
So that's my thoughts. Did you hear about what Brian May from Queen said? I did open the article, but I didn't read it. What did he say? So Brian May, who's um the guitarist from Queen, he basically slammed the decision. He said that it's a frightening move that's not been made with enough thought. And he basically kind of decried, you know, cancel culture and the idea that we now have to be too careful with everything. And he said that if Queen were around today, that um, there would have to be different sexes, different races, and have a trans person in order to succeed. And so he said, you know, life doesn't have to be like that. We can be separate and different. And they spoke about Freddie Mercury, who, of course, was a gay man. And the exact quote was, Freddie came from Zanzibar. He wasn't British. He wasn't white as such. Nobody cares. Nobody ever discussed it. So, Ethan. Um, There's a lot in that. A lot. There is a lot in that. Um, <laughs> a lot. There is a lot in that. I quite sh- I, I, I don't agree with that personally um i feel like when it comes to introducing new concepts to the older generation there is this anxiety and fear that is peddled that it will kind of take away from something um and i i don't i don't i haven't seen evidence to suggest that anyone is forcing bands to you know, decide who is in the band. I haven't seen evidence of that. You know, like when he said if Queen was around, they would have to have a transgender person. Um, I haven't seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, but even then it would be exception to the rule. But I haven't seen anyone kind of enforce that. I haven't heard any kind of critique saying, you know, we need to put someone who's transgender in the script. Like I haven't heard anyone say Green Day is full of white people. Let's put someone from Jamaica in there. Like I just haven't seen that pressure come from exactly anywhere. I, I thought it was bullshit because I was just like a lot of the industry, a lot, of, a lot of these big artists, especially who are normally at these award shows, are still overwhelmingly white. <laughs> so, mm. Mr. Brian May, I don't know what world you think we're living in today, but this is it, he's acting as if the music industry is like insanely diverse today and. Is it more so than probably yeah. when the time of Queen's reign? Probably so, but we, we still have, yeah. I'm not saying we because I'm a part of it. Um, I'm of it, but not a part of it. That's my style in life. Um, no, there's still massive ways to go. Like, even when we look at, like, you're talking about trans mm-hmm. people, the fact that I can't really name a trans artist who is a major success. Like, obviously, they're around, they definitely exist. But who mm. is really, is there a trans artist that's really like selling millions of copies and having hit singles or just streaming gazillion numbers? And even other, even other um, queer people, like other lesbian people, gay people, bisexual people, not really. There are loads. There are loads, especially, and also, which I'm grateful to say, a lot of black people too, black queer artists as well, but they're not like massive superstars, bar Frank Ocean. But we, we, don't, we don't necessarily know that though, for sure. Well, I mean, people who are openly out. That's yeah, what that's I mean. what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what, what I mean. mean. The openly, people are out. So I just thought that was a bit, a bit ridiculous. And for him to kind of bring up Freddie Mercury was like, well, this is also your um, late band member was also a game. Can I, I'm not gonna say that Freddie Mercury gone. I was just, no go on. Finish your point. I'll speak afterwards. Go on. And I'm not gonna say that Freddie. I mean, we don't know what Freddie Mercury would have thought about this, but it's like the whole thing about he wasn't British, he wasn't white, but it's like, 
what's that got to do with this category? No one's saying that people who are British white don't matter. It's just the world is changing. So mm. Brits are trying to accommodate as such. Mm. So, yeah. His whole statement was just a bit... Because he even said something about he was a musician, he was our friend. No one was denying that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, I find it funny because you know what it reminds me of. You know, you know when you were applying for universities on UCAS and you'd go on the uni websites and they would have this random black guy in like a crowd of white people just yep. to kind of prove that it's a diverse universe. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like he's saying Freddie Mercury would have been like against this and you know, he wasn't white, so that well, he said he said white of some sort or something like that. Um so he would be, you know, this or that. Let the man, you know, he can't he can't say this anymore he's passed so you know you're gonna have to leave that and using him as kind of fodder in a way to make your point stronger to justify yeah to justify your point is a bit yeah i find it interesting though because i saw a conversation um and this was when we were off the air and it made me think um i think it was rick rubin i think it was him um i think rick rubin said the next breakout star will be someone from the right so a conservative kind of artist. And I was thinking about that a lot. Um, and this kind of um, stream of thought, like, um, you know, what the Queen artist, I don't can't remember his name, it's just gone now. But what he was literally Brian just, May. Brian May, what Brian May was saying about, you know, um, this change in the Brits and everything. It made me think about like schools of thought when it comes to liberalism and kind of where we are at the moment as a society, trying to be inclusive, accepting and um, really support disenfranchised communities. And, you know, I, I get what Rick Rubin, if it was him, I have to find the exact quote, was saying about the next big artist being from kind of the right on a political scale. Because when I think about what music is, which is usually rebellion, um opinions like his name again shoppe sorry the queen guy brian may brian may opinions like brian may are going to become a lot more popular but yeah his opinion although i don't agree with them they are opinions that exist and they are kind of thoughts and anxieties that exist within usually the right or people who kind of consider themselves liberal but can't let go of some thoughts and kind of um ways of life so I'm a bit intrigued because, you know, this is an opportunity for the Brits to really make a difference. And Chopin made a great point, which I hope um, I was able to kind of similarly say, which is, you know, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I think what Chopin said about um, having more people in the roster is the solution that I was asking for, essentially, because like him, I don't want anyone to kind of, you know, be cut off because of the limitations of having six nominees. But, you know, if that's not the case and we have loads of new artists, older artists, people who've been making music for a while and all of that, I'm very excited to see how this works. And, um, yeah, going forward, just to see a diversity in who wins. Because I imagine this will really highlight favoritism in the Brits as well. Because you'll be able to really see, oh, Taylor Swift, I I've used Taylor Swift before. Yeah, she wins awards a lot, but... Um, we were able to see like Rita Ora is winning awards quite a lot or whoever <laughs> Rita Ora let's not get ahead of myself shove it shove it I tried to use someone <laughs> I tried to use someone let's else let's do Dua Lipa Dua Lipa okay why can't we let anyway Rita um... Ora you know <laughs> alright so Rita Ora 
I mean, Dua Lipa. So Dua Lipa keeps winning awards year after year. We've noticed this. This is something the audience will realise. We need to diversify who's actually winning. Um, so I'm intrigued to see where it goes. And we'll just keep our minds open to see what happens, really. Yeah. Right. And also, um, did you have any thoughts? They've also included some new genre categories. And Mahalia was very happy about unhappy about the decision to have a pop R&B category. She said, putting pop and R&B in the same category is really nuts to me. And it proves the powers that be, once again, just do not get it. But as an, I love the Brits, I have to say I was a kid. Nice PR spin. But as a single songwriter, this feels completely unprogressive to the whole UK R&B scene. And James Vickery, he said, reason number 400 why I'll never succeed as a UK R&B artist. System is broken. The time we have in our scene is phenomenal. We're clumping pop and R&B together is exactly why every single one of us will never escape the underrated or slept on tag. Then you wonder why we all bounce to the States. So, wow. I don't really have much to say about this because I feel like it's obvious. Like, I agree with everything they both said. And I feel like James Rookie's point um, was quite poignant. But I feel like that's exactly mm. exactly the issue. Um, but mm. I also want to take, uh, take out... So, the time to say... That um the American Music Awards. I'm not going to discuss you in depth because I don't care enough. But Doja Cat is not an R&B artist. The Weeknd is not an R&B artist. I don't know why they switched the R&B categories at your ceremony a few days ago. But um no, don't I don't understand why Planet Her was winning Best R&B Album of the Year. Like love the album, but but no. And the Weeknd mm. um no. So I just want to say that. Um <laughs> and then yeah, with the Brits thing, I think it's stupid. I don't and once again. You could have easily, especially now, and I feel like R&B really does really, you know, I've said it before, it really lacks that infrastructure and support. You could have really done a best R&B category and a best pop category, but why just put them together? What, so you're going to put in Harry Styles or Tiana Major? Make it make sense. Mm. So that's all I have to say mm. on that. Like you you can really just tell how much we really don't care about discussing these things because it's just monotonous. And repetitive but we're doing it because it's our job on the show to give you what you need and give you the latest but you can just see how perpetually over it we are because nothing is going to change and every award show in its own way is going to be stupid or ridiculous and it just shows in some ways how they are becoming increasingly increasingly irrelevant and antiquated but anywho on to the next well actually i just wanted to quickly say with this pop r&b thing I th- I think if we if we want to go to inclusivity is the points that Mahalia made and um James Vickery yeah I completely understand where they're coming from less so James Vickery if I'm being honest Really? Where, where, I feel like I, I feel like his point of like spot on it's spot No on. no as in I get where he's coming from um actually let me not All right let's go next No topic. go on tell the truth <laughs> I I kind of he, um Say their names and keep on the playground. Oh, yeah. I I kind of question if he will be negatively affected the same way Mahalia. Oh, of course not. And no. some of the black artists will be by something. I actually think he might benefit, if anything. So... Of course. But then you That's why... I get what he's saying because I think he's trying to stay true to the genre. But I don't know. No, of course. He could definitely easily be a Rag and Bone man or a Sam Smith. Definitely. I, but I think the category is actually saying that 
doesn't have to be the case. He can still make the same music. He will just be in this category. No, but by calling him a by putting him in the pop army category, it legitimizes what he actually is and how he identifies. Because I don't know his music, but I'm assuming he said this for a reason. But he obviously seems to really uh, identify with the R and B genre. So then, so then mm-hmm. to put him in the same category with like your Dua and your Harry Styles, it just doesn't make sense. And it kind of, um, like I said, it delegitimizes what they do and Harry's work. Even because why? Even on the flip side, why is Harry Styles and I don't know who? Let me think of some other um these these pop hussies. I don't know who else do people like. Um, no, but I, I get what you mean, and that's I think I think we're making the same point. I think we're making the same point that essentially, you know. Um, he wants to stay true to the genre. He wants to stay true to R and B, um, and being in this category kind of defeats the yeah. music that he makes, which is strictly R and B. Why would they? Why would Rio Ora be called R and B artist or Camila Cabello? But I'm thinking about the particular wording of it. This is why we moved to the states. Oh, I um... don't know. That that's the part that I'm really confused about because I'm just like. Would you move to the states? Because you might benefit from it if we if we really want to talk about it. But at the same time, I commend him for the fact that he's speaking about you know the genre that he makes and is really in love with. But I do question you know when it comes to who it will affect. It's just interesting that you know he's saying this, but I do commend him for saying it. So basically, I hope that wasn't shady. That's not how I was trying to come across. You're, you're skeptical because he's a. a, a, a because he's a Caucasian man. Why are you smiling while saying this? You're smiling while saying this. That's what this You're is smiling while saying this. Why? Because he's, uh, he's a Caucasian man. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's fair. But then at the same token, you know... Like I said, and I can't say because I haven't heard his music. But when I read that comment, I was like... I think I read that. I think it's about the other black R&B artists. I'm like, yeah, this... Speak. Because I, 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 I fully yeah. understand that. I fully do. Um, well, let me well let me just clarify my point. It's not that he's a Caucasian man. It's like I kind of I look at the system of who it would benefit, and I question if he would either benefit or lose out on this situation. And I see it more in his favor. I mean, no, no, no shade to him. He wasn't gonna be nominated anyway. I'm just saying. It's, it sounds me to say, but no shade to him. He wasn't gonna be nominated anyway. Okay. He's not at that. Level. The difference Sorry. is in our personality is just—it's <laughs> just amazing. Like, let's just call it thing. Like, <laughs> like you know, we appreciate your commit, your contribution to the conversation. But you won't be nominated anyway. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, I'm sure the Brits saw that and was like, "Okay, more sex on the agenda." <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Let's just let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Let's move on to the next topic. Um. So yeah. Hey. Hey. Hello. Yeah. The Grammy nominations, yeah. Once again, they're out, and once again, I'm confused. Once again, <laughs> I'm happy. There are some things that I'm very happy about, but once again, I'm also very confused mm-hmm. and um, baffled and ashamed. God, wow. So um, I I will let you just say because I have so like well, like I said, we're not going to go through every single category like we used to because it's pointless redundant. Mm-hmm. But there are particular things that I wanted to point out and discuss both negative and positive, that I felt were worth a conversation. But I don't know if Eden has anything to say before I get into all of that. Uh, no, I don't. I think what we'll do is we'll go through it individually. And if, if anything pops up, then I'll kind of chime in. But looking at okay. it, there are some interesting selections this year. Okay. So I don't know. I'm, well, I'm, so I'm going to start positively. 
So shout out to Legacy. She's nominated for, for best traditional pop vocal album for her tribute album to Nina Simone. Really great, great project. And also just happy to see her continue to get that support. And also, I, she won her first Grammy earlier this year, which I said last year. If it, if she didn't win, I'd fight because it was that was her award to win. Also, got a shout out my girl Jasmine Sullivan, who was nominated for three awards. And it's gonna so why the energy I give to Legacy this year. Jasmine this year. That girl needs to be walking away with something next year. It's time. We've nominated her like 17 times in the past and she's won nothing. Uh, you cannot deny the impact the hotels has had this year, the the reception she's had this year, the promo she's done. She's had a great 2021 in all aspects and has really flown the flag for R&B music this year. And also she's a veteran 13 years in terms of albums, but she's been in the game a long time. It is time for Jasmine Marie Sullivan of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to get an award. It is time. So get it together. Give my girl her award. Awards. Ideally, she should be winning all three, but I know you're going to give her something. We're going to get to glasses in a second. Um, so yeah, Jasmine. Also, actually, one last thing on Jasmine. Why, where, why is she not in the best traditional army performance category? Why? Does Lost One not exist? Does On It not exist? I don't see why she's not in that category. But once again, disappointment. I'm more surprised. Anywho, so I also want to shout out to Hiatus, Hiatus Coyote. They are nominated for their phenomenal, phenomenal album, Mood Valiant or Valiant. Incredible album that came out. I love that year, project. Guys. Love them, love them, love them, love them. Great. Love them. Happy to see that they're nominated for an award this year. So, I mean, they probably won't win, unfortunately, but I'm happy to see them be recognized on at this magnitude. You know, shout out to Lil Nas X, nominated for four awards. He's had an incredible year, really pushed the boundaries. And also, with all the controversy aside, the album was actually good. It's actually a solid album, mm-hmm. Montero. It's actually a solid album. So I can't even say it's all gimmicks. I mean, it is, some of it, in terms of the, the marketing. But I remember listening to the album when it came out. You know what? I can't even fault him. Yes, there's been a lot of shock value here, but the album is actually good. It's a pretty good album. So shout mm. out to him. And also just to really see a black gay man really prospering at such an astounding level. Like I always say, no matter what you want to say about him, but he's already made history. Like mm-hmm. the influence, the impact he's going to make for black queer men in the decades to come, the years to come is going to be mm-hmm. insurmountable. So I'm extremely mm. happy for him. Doja Cat, she's nominated for eight awards, and she's another one. Had her, her rise these last two, three years has been um, amazing to see. And she, I know she's evaded controversies in spite of all of that. But Planet Her was a really solid album. She's had two big hits already this year: "Kiss Me More," "Need to Know." Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy for her too. Um, um, so I'm now gonna leave this last bit. Um, oh yeah, also Jay Z is now the most nominated artist. In history, the eighth nomination. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, good for him. I don't have much to say on that, but yeah, good, good for you. Um, like I said, you can see I just don't really care anymore. Arlo Parks, she's nominated for two awards: Best New Artist and Best Alternative Music Album. Collapses Sunbeams was a great project. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed her set at All Points East Festival. Now Eden is screwing his face or something, so um, he will give you his thoughts soon. But I just want to end my my <laughs> thoughts. You know, it's coming. You know what I'm gonna say. Glasses. Her. I don't see. (laughs) I just want to say, before you start, I said this. 
I said this last season. I said to you guys, why isn't her considered an industry plant? And then everyone got on my neck and they were like, oh, why would you think she's an industry plant? She's been around for a long time. We can't consider that. She hasn't done that much. She was at all of these different types of things. But I'll stay quiet and I'll let you go on and say what you got to say. All I'll say is, I, I still stand by, I don't think she's a plant, but there's definitely some plant activity afoot. Yep. And I said it on the Twitter account that the fact that she is the most nominated woman this year tied with Doja Cat, I'm sorry, it's Payola at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm No, I'm not even saying it to be funny because it, it doesn't make sense. That's such a funny sentence though. I'm sorry, it's Payola at this point. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why is her nominated for eight awards? For what? For what? Mm. For what? I'm so sorry, my dear. Your album didn't do anything. No impact. And the album was dead anyway. It wasn't good. It was not worth the hype. It was one long song and also very cheap, predictable features. And then also bar damage. What did what 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 were the streets listening to? What were the streets blocking their head to? I'm sorry. I knew, I knew, and I accepted that she'd be in every RB category because obviously. I and I was like, okay, I knew she'll be there. I know. But why is my why why is she an album of the year? Album of the year. So out of every album that has dropped in life, her, her, back of my back of my Cadillac, whatever it's called, back of my mind. <laughs> the Grammys have decided to, to tell to, to tell us that that was one of the albums of this last year. In what universe? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, my dear. And this I sound mean and shady, but. I'll say this again. I do like her. And I consider myself a fan. I'm definitely a fan of her. I was actually going to comment and say, seeing the transition from a few seasons ago where you and Nick were massive her fans. I liked her music as well, but you and Nick were huge her fans. To now, it's just been really interesting to watch. Because the the thing is, her music has progressively gotten worse. And then also, as I've said, well, not worse, because this album isn't bad. It's just very forgettable. And mm. it didn't do justice to all the hype that had been accumulated these last few years. And also, it was a disservice to how talented she is. Like, it was mm. really safe. Really, really, really safe. Mm. And, like, with all the hype she's had, she could really have afforded to really do something fantastic. And she just did it. Mm. I played it once, but never played it again. And then also, the acclaim she's getting, the issue support she's getting, doesn't correlate with how she's received in the general public consciousness. Like, I'm going to say it again. I can't breathe winning Song of the Year was a travesty this year. Because I'm going to say it again. Who's heard that song? A Beyond travesty. her core fans. <laughs> Have you, Eden? Have you heard that song? I haven't. Have you heard the I song? I haven't. But the word travesty is hilarious. Sorry. Oh, but Song, but song of the Year. <laughs> but Song of the Year, apparently. Of course, the Grammys. Song of the Year. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, and like I said... When I saw this, I was like, her is going to be nominated, obviously. But when my, I saw eight, I was like, what? Eight? As in nine, ten. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, for what? And I'm just seeing all the R&B categories. She's in some of the general categories. And she's been in, she's in one gospel category. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and it just seems so engineered and so forced. Mm. Like, clearly, she... And apparently her dad's on the Grammy committee, so... Whatever. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. And I'm annoyed because I know she's going to win something. And she's just, I'm sorry. 
if she wins anything over Jasmine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna scream, but I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. Don't wish it into it's existence like that, man. We'll see what happens. And the, and even her tweet pissed with I'm sorry. Oh my god, eight nominations, so great! Like, sh- shut up, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I feel so weird saying because I feel like I'm coming on. Like, I feel like I'm treating her like I treat um, Summer Walker. Sorry, Winter Runner. Wait, um, are you still on that flex after this recent album? Um, the album's good, but she's still overrated. She's still one of the most overrated people in music right now. The album was solid, yes. Still, still massive areas of improvement, but we're not discussing um Spring Sprint right now. Autumn Prince, it's not her time. Um, we're not discussing her right now. Um, but you make me talk about her like Dua Lipa. You know what? Ow. Shop Ow. The edits I'm gonna. <laughs> oh man. It's like but when you way- said last episode we're treating Bruno Mars like he's Sean Mendes or someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just, oh man, I'm just baffled, just baffled, and that, that I think she's now at like thirty something nominations across her entire career, and I'm like, but for what? What do you have to show for it? And to me, mm. she is a glaring yeah. example of why award shows are bullshit. <laughs> It's such a, and it's a shame because this is someone <laughs> that I consider myself a fan of. I've seen twice. I enjoy you, but it doesn't make sense. The math is not mathing. Mm. I'm sorry. That mm. you should not be tied for the most nominations this year just to be but Doja Cat. If you have not had the years that they've had, yeah, you've not. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I have to say. What? But one last thing, Jasmine Sullivan. I'll say it again, Jasmine Marie Sullivan from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's time. It's time for her awards. It's time for her to walk away with something. And I'm done. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, what I was going to say was essentially what I said when I halfway cut Shopee off while he was speaking. So with regards to the her situation, we had this conversation last season. Um, just, I, I kind of threw it out there to Shopee and Nick. I'm like, why haven't we considered that her is an is a, is a industry plant? Because all of the things that are listed or at least were listed on the episode, I could attribute to her. The fact that she was, she was an artist, but she became unknown. That was her new brand. She became unknown. No one really knew who she was, but you know, if you were a music head, you knew who she was. Um, the fact that when she appeared, she started to win quite a few awards, but also her name spread very quickly as well. I will say she didn't have like a massive, she didn't propel straight into the spotlight. There were, there was some work she had to do, like releasing. It was organic at first. Yeah, there was, it was organic, but it does look kind of interesting in the light how, um, you know, she's winning, she's been nominated for these awards. And like Chopin said, she hasn't had a stellar year. She's had, I, I, I can't, this is me talking from my experience, right? I haven't listened to her in a long time. And I'm just going to like, I, I think when I listen to her, I go back to focus and, you know, some of those songs that I first loved when I listened to her. But um, I don't hear people talking about her. I don't have conversations about her with people who I consider music heads or people I talk to about music. Um, and that isn't to say she isn't talented because she is. She's a very talented person, multi-instrumentalist, great singer. Um, you know, she pays her respect to Great loads songwriter. of artists, songwriter as well. Um, but it is just a bit interesting. I just have a few questions about why she is nominated so much, especially for a gospel award as well, like Chopin said. And um, 
we'll just have to see what happens. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, we've spoken, well, Shopee has mentioned that on this podcast, when it comes to award shows, we kind of, although the show does well during that period, like you guys love for some reason, when we talk about award shows, we get loads of listens and interactions during that period. But we kind of, we have we have some issues with award shows because of you know um who wins awards um the categories that don't make sense all the time um kind of behind the scenes stuff that goes on conversations about is it fair is it inclusive all of these different types of things but for the sake of this conversation um we just wanted to quickly run over it and say you know let's see what happens on the night um and we hope that Jasmine Sullivan is someone who wins an award on the night i will say I think Justin Bieber does deserve to kind of get the nominations. His rollout for this album for Justice was incredible. Um, the songs, I loved them as well. Um, and I was looking at kind of the tiny desk that he did and loads of the live performances as well. And his fans are really digging it. And anyone who's not a fan of Justin Bieber seems to love it as well. So um, check out Justice is probably what I'm going to say to that. Uh, there was something I spotted, which Chopé saw me scrunch my face earlier. And he said, I'll bring it up. Phineas as a breast new artist. I don't know when he um debuted as his own artist. I don't know when that happened. But maybe we don't know. Billie Eilish is also someone that I've never heard any of her music. Actually, that's a lie. Because Eden's brother put me onto some songs and I wasn't impressed. And I decided she could stay in the closet. Um, <laughs> so. I've heard um Happier Than Ever, the song that's nominated for Record of the Year. It's actually a good song. It's, I, wait, let me take out Actually. It's a good song. I, I will I, listen to the rest I, of her, cat- you know, her catalog. You know, I'm happy for her success. You know, she's doing very well, but I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gen Z out there. What, I'm sorry, kids. I, what, I don't. What, what don't you get? What don't you get? I don't get it. I just, I, it doesn't do anything for me. I played her whole, her, her whole last album, and I played all the singles from this current album, and I was like, I just don't get it. I just, okay, I don't that's get fair it. enough. Well, this might be an opportunity. If anyone has any songs I'll recommend, D-A-T-S-P-O-D, let us know. I mean, Aaron has tried. Shout out to Aaron. Um, um, they've tried and it's a no for me. I heard a whole, I heard a whole album. You just, a whole album? <laughs> and I was like, no, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, send us recommendations. If there's something... Billy does not wash, Billy does not wash my soul and that's okay. Okay. All but right. I'm not confused at her nomination. Okay. I'm not confused. I'm not baffled by her, I'm, by Billy being nominated for such awards. But Miss Glasses, there's some, there's some mess amok. There's some mess afoot. Okay. I also want to give a shout out to Snow Allegra, who was um, nominated yes! for an award. So best yes! R&B performance yes! for Lost You. Lost yes. You is a great song. I didn't like the album so much, if I'm being honest. See, let's get into it quickly, because I say when it first came out, that I said this album, to me, is actually better than the one before. Um, you didn't was wait. Called? Was it you? Who, was it you who didn't rate Snow Allegra? Was it you? No, that wasn't me. I just never really heard oh, her music okay. until I just never heard any of her music until um, what's it called? Um, in my feeling feels again. That's the album, right? Yeah, I never heard any of her music until that point, and I enjoyed most of that album. But I will say, all of you are lying when you say it's a flawless album because it's not. Um, after like track like ten or nine. Is dead. I'm sorry, but the first nine what? tracks are extremely wait, wait. solid. Ah, uh, those feels again. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That album. The first like nine, ten songs solid, but after that, it's completely dry. Um, 
So all of you saying like Starfish flawless album, no, it's not. You guys are lying, and that's okay. Shopee. Well, hold on, hold on. Whereas with this new album, I actually feel, and I understand that it's not as instant, and it may not be like some bangers, but I feel like it's way more cohesive, and I can play that. I can play that album all the way through, and that that album to me is a better overall body of work. Whereas the other album has better songs, yes, one thousand percent. But as over body of work, um, what's it called? What's the new album called? Temporary highs in the violent skies with the Nintendo sixty four artwork. Yes, um, that album no. to me was overall a better listen, and I really enjoyed it. And I feel for me, it's an album that every time I revisit, because I can't say I've rinsed it, but every time I play it, I'm like, this is a nice album. It's a nice listen, and it really, and I feel like it's a song. It's it's an album that is going to age well. It's an age well. So I'm very happy to see that she's nominated. I'm very happy for her. Very talented girl. And yeah, I've loved this album and I enjoyed most of the previous album. But yeah, after trying to turn the album to date, I'm sorry. You've said some wild things in that in that whole spiel. I can't even lie to you. What was wild, sir? The fact you said after track ten wait, let me count this. Hold on. Wait, one, two, three. You don't like enjoy. Um, I don't remember it, so what does that tell you? You didn't like, I didn't mean to fall in love. Shopper, you are wilding. Charlesville, whatever, that song was dry. Um, You're moving mad. I can't even, I don't even like saying that sentence. You're however, <laughs> situationship, I want you around, whoa. Whoa. Toronto, yeah. be careful. Love bangers, like that. Bangers. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. Yep. That, this, that album had more standouts, for sure. Because I guess this this new one kind of was lacking in that department, but I feel like every song on its own does stand tall as a solid track, and I feel like it really makes for a nice overall listen. So I'm happy to see she's nominated. Okay, I get what her. you mean. Very happy for her. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know why I disagree? I just have to say the reason I disagree is because with temporary highs in the what's it called? Temporary highs skies. in the violet skies. There's a Pharrell track. There's a Pharrell track that is on there that to me doesn't suit the album and it kind of throws it off balance for me. The rest of it, like I haven't, I, I like Neon Peach with Tyler. I like Decreator. both songs they did together. Um, I like. In Your Eyes? Are you, are you dumb? All right, In Your Eyes. In Your slaps. Eyes, Tangerine, yeah. Dream. Yep, that slaps. That on slaps. My Mind, Dying for Your Love. I'm sorry. Please, okay, wait, hold on, 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 hold on. Okay. Lost You is a banger. In Your Eyes is a banger. Yes. Tangerine Dream is a uh-huh. banger. Um, yes. dying for your lo- oh okay wait I might have to take back what I just said thank you Ooh. as I'm saying because because people was, was, were really dragging the album when it came out and I'm like this is high key better than no okay no that's where you lose me again. that's where you lose me no but you know no, but you heard my, my, my logic yeah I, I understand said, your logic does the other album have better standout songs yes but as terms of as an over- I can play this album all the way through I told you after track nine of the last one, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> okay. Are you actually? Do you actually genuinely mean after track nine? Yes. Or are you just saying towards trolling. the end it gets boring? Is that what you're saying? Okay, you know what? Fine, I'll say that towards the end is very boring and forgettable. I'll say that. I don't know what track okay. particular. So it's not an exact song that you're talking about. No, fine. Okay. In fact, fine. I'll say that. But towards the end of the album, it's a no for me. And all of you were calling it like a classic okay. and shit. I was like, um, no, the answer is no. Okay. okay, I understand that. 
I actually preferred Fields, if I'm being honest. I loved Fields. No. Um, and and, and like she's great said, live. Yeah. I mean, oh, yes. Your IG story when you saw her a year or two ago made me very jealous. I didn't know she was such a great live performer. Um, and I can imagine it was just a nice mm. ambiance in the Yeah. Room, I can imagine. So I definitely would like to see her in 2022. With this album. Because yeah. this album is Shout my, out to Alex this, Holmes, by the way. Yes. Shout out to Alex. But this album is very much me. I would, I would like to hit the, mm. I would like to experience this album. Yeah. Live, yeah, for sure. So, any other Grammy nominations, comments? Uh, uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga seems to get nominated for a lot of awards. Yeah, that I and I'm confused by that, and I haven't heard the album, so I can't really judge. But it just came out like literally like a month ago, and I think it's nominated for like five awards, and some of them are in like the the main categories, like of the year, like I think album of the year and song of the year. My, but 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 what? But I'm going to attribute that to, you know, Tony Bennett's an old white man. And so, and Lady Gaga's Lady Gaga. But that being said, I enjoyed their first album together, Cheek to Cheek. You know me, mm. I'm an uncle. I love jazz music. That was music. great. That, that, that first jazz album was great. I've not heard this album, but it is saved to my Spotify. And I do tend to, li- to listen to it because I love Gaga in her jazz bag. Mm. I love it. Absolutely love it, and I'm waiting for the day where she just does a residency of just her, of jazz mm. of jazz songs. I'll be there. I'll be there with my with my with my suit. I'll be there with my. Nice I love clothes. how you have. I'll be there with my. You have a costume for all these. <laughs> I'll be there with. I'll be there with my cufflinks. I'll be there with my tie. I'll be there with my new cross earring. Okay. Amen. Yes. So I've, so I was confused that it was only for so much, but then I was like, okay, it's Lady Gaga, Tony Bennett, you know, whatever politics grammy favorites hey ho but i enjoyed their first album so i don't and i have heard good things about this new one i thought it actually is mm-hmm. a good project so i can accept that more than her can i just say one thing i feel like you'll enjoy is the fact that in album of the year kanye don donda is nominated but drake isn't i feel like you're enjoying that oh yeah the rap categories were horrific. no this is just album of the year this is album of the year no, I know, but I'm just saying in general. The rap category is shambolic. Just sh- shambolic. And just, no, just shambolic. The fact that I saw Megan Stalin in there, I was like, that shouldn't... So, like, this is a question I have. Good news. Go on. This is a question I have. Megan the Stallion, what's, what's going on? Like, with her music, like... What's going on? I mean, she's, I think an album's coming out next year, I believe. Okay. Are you excited for it? Nope. But listen to when it comes out. Okay. I've said long before, she is a great rapper, and I'm very happy for her success. But is she, when it comes to the this new women in rap, is she one of my favorites? Hell no. No, no, no. no. But I will not deny she can rap her ass off. I will never deny yeah, she, she can, can rap her ass off. I just wish yeah, she made better music. Spit. Yeah. Does she have songs I like? Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. But she, to me, is yet to make a solid project, album, or mixtape. Tina Snow is the closest. Fever was horrendous. Good News was em- is embarrassing. <laughs> An embarrassing body of work. <laughs> okay. Um, that being said, I really did. I really did like Thought Shit. So I'm, I'm, you know, happy for her to be nominated for that. But um, yeah, Megan. Yeah, I'm sorry. When it comes to the, the new rap girls, I mean, I've said it before. You know who my, my people are. You know who they are. <laughs> okay, Rico, cool. uh, Rico, Flo Millie, the K47, No Name, 
Um, yeah, those are. I'm fucking missing others, but those are all I can remember right now. You're but, missing um, Rhapsody. Oh yes, Rhapsody. Um, who else do I like? Um, that's all I can remember right now. But um, yeah, yeah. Did you say Flo Millie? Yes, I did. Love I did. her. Love her to death. Love her. Oh, um, Dreezy. Love her. She's great too. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? That's all I can remember right now, guys. But um, yeah. Megan, yeah. Okay, cool. So that was the awards. Oh, sorry, one last thing. Certified Lover Boy, best rap album. Ha 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 I'll accept Kanye because Donda actually, yes, Kanye obviously is Kanye, but Donda had some really good songs on there. Let's not lie. Um, but what I know is the off season, nope. Certified Lover Boy, absolutely not. Absolutely. Did you not like? I'm gonna hold back my standship, but did you not like any of the songs on the album? Okay, of course, no, of course there are some songs that I like, of course, but as as an album, it's shit. Shit. Whoa. <laughs> Just when I thought, All right, cool. Just when I thought he couldn't make something worse than Scorpion, he goes, "He's like, ah, you thought <laughs> it's worse than Scorpion." And I'm just so over Drake. I'm so over Drake now. Yeah, his his so reign's ending, this. isn't it? He's done. It's not though, because the album's doing very well. It's not. It's not. But the quality has been dwindling at a mm. disgraceful rate these last couple of projects. He does not excite me at all anymore. I don't care when the video drops. I don't care. So, yeah. And I thought, okay, so far, and like I said, because of the goodwill he's earned these last 13 years or so, I will forever, when he drops, I will check it out. Mm. Yeah, nothing was the same. All of those albums. Take care. They'll be in my heart. Like, of course. Always. Of course, and um, what's it? Uh, what's More Life. And also, yeah. of course, all the mixtapes. Heartbreak Drake. So Far Gone. Comeback season, of course. Drake has catalog mm-hmm. classics, mm-hmm. but this, but certified level boy, he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> you don't hold back, do you? All right, cool. I'm gonna wrap up now because I know we yeah. have to head off to places. Um, cool. So, guys, that was the end of the episode today. As always, if you can send us messages at DATSPOD, just let us know how you found this episode. Um, let let us know how you want us to improve. If there are some things we missed. Um, or any conversations you want to have, you can find us at DATSPOD, and that is on Twitter, Instagram, Vero, and all social medias. We are done at the stands. We are a music and culture podcast with a marked focus on stand culture. My name is Eden, and we've got Chopin. Brilliant. And we have Nicholas Terrell, who is also on the podcast as well, but will not be with us for the rest of the season. And thank you guys for listening as always. Please remember to subscribe on Spotify if you're listening on there or on any of the streaming platforms you're on. Um, and please, actually, we haven't asked in a while, if you can leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, that is really helpful for most podcasts. Um, so if you're listening to anything else, please review it as well. Not just us, but in general. Um, and yeah, that is the episode for today. Peace.